So today we're starting a new chapter, Matthew chapter 12, from verse 1 to 8 reads. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some green fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. But some Pharisees saw them do it and protested. Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus replied to them, haven't you read the scriptures what David did when he haven't you read in the scriptures thank you baby what David did when he and his companions were hungry he went into the house of God and he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat and haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? I tell you, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Son of Man is Lord, even over the Sabbath. This is the word of the Lord. We thank the Lord for bringing us um, to this particular uh, point in time where we are, of course, studying um, the scriptures. We are in Matthew chapter 12. God has been good so far. Um, we have learned a lot in here comes one difficulty as always with the Pharisees. <clears throat> These people were always trying to contradict Christ. They followed him closely and sometimes I wonder why they followed him at all. <laughs> because um, it was as though they had become his, uh, his critics. They followed him just to criticize him. Not so much that they were um, learning anything of value. Not so much that they were learning the truths of God, but they were just they were just following Christ to find fault with His teaching, to find fault with His ways, and to always speak against it, how it contradicts their own many traditions. And here is one, here is one classic, classic example of their evil ways. Jesus was going um, on his way, as it is, with his disciples, and they come across a grain field. And... Um, <clears throat> When we read uh, Deuteronomy, <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 23 and 25, this is what it tells us. If you go into your neighbor's standing grain, that's a grain field, mm -hmm. you may pluck the ears with your hand, but you shall not put a sickle to your neighbor's standing grain. This was allowing um, for poor people 
or for passerbys mm-hmm. to be able to go into the green field or the fields of a Jewish person mm-hmm. and to um, to pluck food when the person is hungry. Mm-hmm. So you were not allowed to put a sickle that is to harvest it mm-hmm. because it's not your it's not your land it's mm-hmm. not your farm. Mm-hmm. But if you're hungry. You can do that. You can just take something so mm-hmm. you can glean something. Mm-hmm. Or if you're poor, normally um, the Jewish, the Jews understood that um, they were when when they harvested their crops, they would actually leave um, the crumbs s- some of some of it they will not harvest everything yeah they will leave some so, so God, the poor can go and harvest yeah, so same the, thing with Ruth's story yeah exactly she had yeah Boaz had intentionally left some of so that she can come and yeah exactly that, that, that was very godly yeah. yeah so God had allowed for that for the sake of the poor and for the sake of foreigners so that they can also have something to eat and so um, this was allowed when um uh, when the fact, sorry, when um, Jesus and his disciples were passing by and they were hungry, and this also teaches us that Jesus and his disciples, as opposed to the idea that many people said they were rich, mm-hmm. this shows that it, 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 he was not necessarily rich as it is. At this point, they were hungry, and Jesus even didn't always perform miracles you see that he could have easily made food out of nothing Mm -hmm. but he didn't do that he allowed them to pluck and eat Mm -hmm. because they were hungry Mm -hmm. this in a way would this in a way tells us that for the most part they didn't have much you know so or it could also mean that you know at that very hour allowed it to show them a a lesson also of bring course, them to life exactly to teach them a lesson because exactly. the Pharisees were following mm-hmm. and he knew their hearts yeah. of course this could Always. be yeah they, so they, this could be one of the reasons to them in that area yeah so um, they did it um, and then as, as usual the Pharisees found fault with it and they said to him look your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath one thing we have to understand is that these Pharisees have, they had a, they had a ton of traditions, mm-hmm. and they has they had stretched the commandments of God so much, almost beyond uh, what one could do. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult, and uh, they had made it almost impossible to obey God's law. Mm-hmm. And this is one of it that you cannot do what is lawful on the Sabbath. That is how they see it. Mm-hmm. That you cannot work on the Sabbath, even mm-hmm. though it is a Jewish tradition, it, it is a Jewish law that on the Sabbath day people should not work, yet mm-hmm. this is not one of those uh, things. It's not one of those days where they are claiming that these these uh, people, by plucking the, the, uh, the fruit to eat, that they were actually uh, disobeying God's law uh, or profaning the Sabbath. And Jesus said to them, have you not read what David did? when he was hungry in 1 Samuel 21 mm-hmm. uh, there was an incident where David and his followers were hungry mm-hmm. and Christ, that's why Christ said David did when he, what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him mm-hmm. how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence mm-hmm. which it was not lawful for him to eat nor mm-hmm. for those who were with him but only for the priests mm-hmm. it is true 
that um, by command only the priest could do that mm -hmm. they could eat because their food was in the temple mm -hmm. and David and all Israel were forbidden to eat that showbread mm -hmm. but here the intentions by which David did that was not wrong because was Christ what Christ is pointing out here is that David didn't do it out of um, uh, say the fact that he intentionally wanted to disobey God's mm -hmm, law mm -hmm. because what the law meant with this was that if a person knowing uh, knowingly not in the sense in which David because David was very hungry mm -hmm. so that was almost from a place of I didn't there was no other choice but that was the only food around mm -hmm. and so God will mercifully allow for that mm -hmm. but in the sense where let's say the person breaks into the temple Mm -hmm. on a day where it is expected of that person not to do that act mm -hmm. and, they, and they go stealing the food mm -hmm. that would be a different scenario mm -hmm. but this is a scenario where David chanced upon this he was very hungry with his people and he went in and ate it and David knew that there was nothing necessarily wrong with what he did because he was hungry to death and he had to go and eat that and so Christ was pointing out that have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? Now, what Christ means here is not so much that they actually profane the temple. What mm -hmm. Christ is saying is that on the Sabbath day is even mm -hmm. when sacrifices are made more. Mm -hmm. and when these sacrifices are made the priests kill animals mm -hmm. and they do they work on that day and the sabbath um, tells them to rest mm -hmm. but on this particular day the priest would do what they would work so what christ is saying is have you not read that um the priest on the sabbath day they enter the temple they profane the sabbath and are not guilty because mm -hmm. they even work on the Sabbath day, but mm -hmm. they are not guilty for working because on that day they have to make sacrifices to God. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, and mm -hmm. so if you claim that by doing this they are working on the Sabbath, what about the priest mm -hmm. who actually take care of things in the temple on the Sabbath day? Mm -hmm. And so Christ also shows them that because they are very legalistic. Yeah. They are very, you know, hypocritical mm -hmm. and traditions, they are traditions and so on and so forth. And have you not read in the law how the Sabbath, the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. Why would Christ say that? The Jewish people had a lot of holy reverence mm -hmm. for the Sabbath mm -hmm. and for the temple. But you see that Christ said something greater than the temple is here. Because he did mention before that the priest in the temple profane the Sabbath and they are not guilty. Mm -hmm. So that so him saying that something greater than the temple is here is also because the temple was a national pride for the Jewish people mm -hmm. because that's where they met God. It was they held it in in a very um, great light because the temple is where God met them. Mm -hmm. The temple is where they go. To the holy of holies the temple had the ark of the covenant mm -hmm. 
as a symbol of God's presence or mm. the very presence of God. Yeah. And they knew that the Shekinah met them there, mm. the Shekinah glory. Mm-hmm. So they saw the temple as a place of God's abode, as a holy place, mm-hmm. as a place untouchable, mm-hmm. as a wonderful place, mm-hmm. as, as an awful place. Mm-hmm. So Christ is saying by mentioning the temple, have you not read? Um, I, no, sorry, I tell you something greater than the temple is here, is that those things that they see about the temple Mm -hmm. the fact that they consider it a holy place a righteous place a place of holy reverence Mm -hmm. a marvelous place a place Mm -hmm. where the shekinah glory came Mm -hmm. shouldn't they rather hold christ in the highest esteem Mm -hmm. who truly is the very thing they have always reverenced Mm -hmm. because this all these things were a shadow of christ Mm-hmm. All these things represented Christ, the showbread, and mm-hmm. all the things that mm-hmm. they make a big deal about, mm-hmm. which Christ has pointed them to and mm-hmm. making them know. These things pointed to Christ, and mm-hmm. that is why he said, A greater than the temple is here. Like he mm-hmm. said, A greater than Solomon is here. Mm-hmm. All A greater than Jonah is here. Mm-hmm. In that sense, is what he also means here. That even at this point when they spoke about these things or when Christ was pointing them to these things, mm-hmm. the Shekinah glory was no longer in the temple. Mm-hmm. God has left the temple mm-hmm. because the temple has been profaned by the coming in of um, uh, of the Roman Empire in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. So the temple was no longer what it was. In fact, even if it's got nothing to do with the Roman Empire, the Pharisees themselves have profaned the temple mm. of God mm-hmm. because they have, um, they had a mountain of rituals, mm. a mountain of legalistic things, a mountain of traditions, which in a sense had overshadowed God's ways. And so to me, I feel that at this point, the Shekinah glory was not in the church mm-hmm. any longer. Ichabod, the glory had, had departed. Mm-hmm. And besides that, one thing that was obvious was that, um, uh, um, what I mentioned earlier, the um, I mentioned earlier, um, God's not God's presence, um, but the uh, um, the ark of the covenant. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. The ark of the covenant was also not there. At this point, it was not present. So all of these things being absent meant that the respect or the reverence they gave to the temple was almost like nothing because there was nothing there any longer yeah and christ coming was greater than the temple which they revered so much and they were blind to that and so every time christ said a greater than this is here it's always to point them to the fact that he's the definitive he's the definitive uh point of that thing because when when they, they they regarded solomon as very wise mm-hmm. as their father who was very wise mm-hmm. and Christ said is greater than Solomon you see I am mm-hmm. the definitive I am the final mm-hmm. wisdom I am the wisdom of God and greater than Jonah is here I am greater than Jonah my message is is, uh, uh, um, is more hammering mm-hmm. than what Jonah came to say mm-hmm. and so here he says in that same vein 
that are greater than the temple uh, greater than the temple is here so all the reverence and marvel and awe that they had about the temple mm-hmm. are greater than the temple is here and if you had known what this means i desire mercy and not sacrifice you would not have condemned the guiltless he's quoting hosea 6 6 i believe where god said that he desires mercy and not sacrifice and when we read i think um 1 Samuel 15, mm-hmm. he said there that um, God does not delight mm-hmm. in sacrifices. True. You know, so this also teaches um, to obey is better than sacrifice, is what one. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice, mm-hmm. is what 1 Samuel 15 says. Mm-hmm. And so here, Christ, in that, in that sense, is pointing them to the fact that they should be more merciful. It would, it would have been an act of mercy if they understood that these people were hungry. Mm-hmm. He has quoted this to them before, you remember, in our study earlier, how he told them that he desires mercy and not sacrifice. And here he repeats the very same thing. And indeed, God does that. That if you had known what this means, if they have understood that God has, God has always desired mercy because in the Sermon of the Mount, blessed are the merciful, for mm-hmm. they shall obtain mercy. Mm-hmm. God has always been merciful towards men, but they don't have that character of God. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. And so they are always legalistic. They are mm-hmm. always so judgmental and they don't have any mercy at all. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Yes. He is the reason that the Sabbath is there. Mm-hmm. And so here Christ is teaching them also um, a great lesson for them to understand um, <clears throat> that he's greater not only than the temple, that he's Lord even of the Sabbath. This also was a direct claim of his deity. People say that where in, where in the Bible did Christ say that he was God? Mm-hmm. This is one of those things you have to look harder to understand. Mm-hmm. Because when he says, I am Lord of the Sabbath, it means he created the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. He's master over the Sabbath. It means he's claiming another deity mm-hmm. that he's God of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Because he is the one who created the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested. Mm-hmm. And in um, um, telling, asking Moses to pass on the message, he told them on this day, mm-hmm. you shall not work. He yeah. gave that command. So he's the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the master of it. This is him claim, claiming deity mm-hmm. and also teaching them that he had authority uh, over all things. And so um, if they think that his disciples broke it while he's there, mm-hmm. he, they did not do that. Jesus, um, knowing how highly the temple was regarded, you know, um, made them understand how they should even regard him more. And also letting them understand that he was the Lord of the Sabbath, mm-hmm. claiming his deity. So what we learn from this, uh, to bring it to, uh, to an end, what we, what, what we learn from this is to actually understand the importance of Christ over all things. The more that we go through the scriptures, there's one thing that we realize. Every part of scripture is all about Christ. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you turn in the Bible, it ends up being about Christ. And this is one of those things. 
we are learning his character, who he is. Mm -hmm. He's Lord of the earth, Lord of all things. Mm -hmm. These legalistic people who always followed him mm -hmm. and always were looking for something wrong to say about him yeah. mm -hmm. were missing the point of why he was there. And today, many people miss the point. In fact, you would think that these things, <laughs> you know what is interesting when you read these things, the time in which the, this was written, we would well say that this was about 2,000 years ago. And then you read these things and you're thinking to yourself, this is so old school. What's the relevance of it today? Mm -hmm. But you'll be shocked to realize, and my favorite word, as I've been always using, is a spitting image. You would be shocked to realize that, to realize that these things we are reading is a direct mirror of things that are happen happening today. How can I prove this? I'm telling you that people actually today, so-called Christians, actually make a big deal of, of church mm -hmm. than they make of Christ. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you really catch what I'm saying? Yeah. People make a big deal of church more than they make of Christ. And you would think that this is only about the time when they, make a, they made a big deal of the temple. But what is the temple? The temple is the church. Yeah, true. What's the difference between the synagogue or the temple in the wilderness and the temple that Solomon built mm -hmm. and today's church? Mm -hmm. What's the difference? It's, it's, it's a place where God meets his people. Yeah. The church building is a place where God meets us for his word to be taught. Mm -hmm. And people put such a premium on church. In fact, even on church going, mm -hmm. people don't have personal relationship with, with, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ said a greater than the temple is here. Mm -hmm. our 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 affections all our religious affections the reverence we place on going to church even some of us put so much premium on our clothes that mm -hmm. people care more about what they will wear to church and who they are going to meet in the church even they go so far as idolizing preachers over their relationship with Christ a greater than the temple is here Mm -hmm. Do we realize that all these things we, we place so much respect on should not be there more than that we should place a lot of holy reverence on the name of Christ and on who he is and our concentration should be given, it should be given to him if their concentration were given to Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, they wouldn't have looked at these things face value in a traditional sense and in this mountain of rituals and traditions which they've placed upon the people if they were truly looking for God. Mm -hmm. So today, as compared to many, many years ago, mm -hmm. at this time when Jesus said this, mm -hmm. what difference do you think there is? This is The Bible is the most relevant book in the world this day. Mm -hmm. It is so relevant that you would notice that the very things that were happening are happening now. Mm -hmm. People, don't, like I've said, our relationship with the Lord is poor and yet our attention is given to things mm -hmm. that are not as important. Mm -hmm. And so what we are learning from this is the one statement Christ made, a greater than the temple is here. Amen. We should stop placing so much premium and importance on good, just merely going to church, mm -hmm. but that we should place our, the, uh, our, we should place importance on our relationship with the temple, mm -hmm. with the church on Christ and not on the church. The glory of God has departed from many churches. Mm -hmm. The Shekinah glory is not there. Mm -hmm. Many churches are doing their own thing. They are mm -hmm. on their own and Christ is calling and knocking on the door of every church and on 
and every believer that we should return to our first love. A greater than the temple is here. Mm -hmm. Unless we see this and unless we realize that everything is about Jesus Christ. Do you notice that all through the studies we've been doing, that one thing is very plain. And if you would be honest, the plainest thing we see in all the chapters we've learned is Christ. Mm -hmm. it's, it's Him. Mm -hmm. Everything we are learning centers on Him. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we move from that place, we've lost it. We've missed the mark. Mm -hmm. Hamathia or mm -hmm. hamathiology. That mm -hmm. is um, the study of sin. Mm -hmm. Or um, hamathia is a hunter's word. Mm -hmm. You know, when the hunters go um, to hunt meat or anything, when they, when they throw the arrow, when they shoot it off mm -hmm. and it misses the mark, the mm -hmm. aim mm -hmm. or the goal, that is Hamathia. Mm -hmm. so, so, so we miss the mark. Mm -hmm. We are like hunters. When we throw our arrow and we miss the mark, mm -hmm. so missing the mark for us is that we have placed or um, we focus on the wrong things. Our focus should be on Christ, the one who is greater, who has come mm -hmm. and is greater than the temple, mm -hmm. greater than Jonah, mm -hmm. greater than Solomon. Mm -hmm. And before Abraham was, he is. Mm -hmm. And he and the father are one. Mm -hmm. And his father has been working, working and he has been working. And where does, and, he, and now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Mm -hmm. Christ is all these things. He's all and in all. Mm -hmm. That's what we should know. Mm -hmm. Greater than the, than the temple is here. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord.